Thank you for tuning in to Uncommon Women, a podcast that provides a platform for women of all walks of life to share their upbringings, life lessons learned, experiences, and journeys to come. Uncommon Women speaks on topics that can relate to all women. We share, we listen, we laugh, we cry, and we empower each other to be the best uncommon woman that they can be. Ultimately, we are cultivating a global movement of women supporting women. Women supporting entrepreneurship, relationships, self-love, and so much more. We inspire each other to make an impact on this world for the better. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe to Uncommon Women. Now, finally, grab a seat, get comfortable, and hear from your wonderful hosts, Shanira and Jenny Lee. Good evening, everyone. This is Uncommon Women here. I'm Jenny Lee. And I'm Shanira. And uh, uh, we have an amazing guest speaker. Um, her name is Jasmine Rice. She will be speaking on her testimony and be educating, educating us on how to be stress-free on hard times. I will be going into her um, bio. Jasmine Rice, during COVID-19, has had many losses in life, including job loss and divorce. But she decided not to give up and transform herself from starving to thriving only by changing her mindset. Jasmine is a transformational life coach and an NLP practitioner with a psychology degree. She supports others who have experienced the same losses and other issues as herself and helps them through life's challenges. Thank you, um, Jasmine. Thank you so much for having me here today. Uh, I'm glad to have you as well. So, Jasmine, before we go into your um, before uh, we go into your bio, um, can you add anything or anything that that wasn't covered in your bio? I think I just want to mention. I think there's a lot of question out there on the difference of what a therapist is versus a coach or counseling and coaching. And there is a lot of overlap between the two, but really a therapist is gonna focus more on your past, your present and your future, whereas a coach is really focusing on your present and the future. It's forward focused, you're setting goals, you're getting, uh, you're having someone help you uh, achieve those goals and holding you accountable. So there definitely is some crossover, but there is a little bit of difference. It's very forward focused. Oh, okay. That's great. I love that. Um, as well, can you, um, before we go into uh, details, can you let us know, um, can you get, can you get, uh, let us know how your life was growing up? Absolutely. Um, so starting with my childhood, I my parents were divorced when I was nine and divorce is hard on children. And mm -hmm. it, it was really, really challenging for me and my siblings. And that led to me having some eating disorders. Um, I was also bullied quite a bit when I was um, young, around 10 to 12. And that led to depression at a very young age. And it even led to uh, attempted suicide when I was 13. So I really struggled early on with a lot of depression. And again, just the being bullied was really, really hard on me. 
I, um, I moved to a new school when I was going to high school, and that is where I met my now ex-husband when I was 15. We didn't start dating until a little bit later, but um, my life kind of started changing around that time. Hmm, okay. So through um, all of this, what has, what has been your toughest challenge through it all? How did you overcome it? I would say that it, it's definitely the divorce that I had to go through. So I met my ex-husband when I was 15. We started dating when I was 17. And then we created this life together. We went to college together. We moved to Colorado 18 years ago. And then after 14 years of marriage, we were divorced. And wow. it was very challenging. It was the most challenging thing that I had gone through. Um, up to that point in my life. And I grew up with him. I really didn't know how I was going to live on my own without him. I really knew my life only with him. So it was definitely the most challenging thing that I had to face at that time in my life. Wow. Did you feel as though you were codependent on your relationship because that is the only person you really knew since being a teenager? Yes, absolutely. I mean, we were children when we met. I mean, really, we, we were still just learning uh, you know, who we were. And then rather than focusing a lot on myself and creating a life that was my own, everything was intertwined with him. And so we were best friends, but it also became very, very codependent. And when the separation happened and then the divorce, I didn't know who I was. I mean, I really didn't know how to live without him, but I also really didn't know who I was or believe in myself at all. And that's understandable because, you know, as teenagers and as time goes on and progresses, we we have this uh, illusion that we're supposed to just make that person happy. And it doesn't matter how we feel. It doesn't matter what our hobbies are. We're just supposed to make that person happy so that they don't, don't cheat on us. <laughs> so that they're satisfied. But yeah somehow we lose satisfying ourselves and having balance in the relationship. Um, do you believe that, you know, people that marry young or people that marry, um, not necessarily all situations, but people that marry young or people marry straight out of high school, do you think that it doesn't give them an opportunity to see everything as a whole? I think that you need to be very cognizant of still having a separate life. I think when you're that young, I mean, you're excited about having that relationship and you grow together so much that we forget that it's okay to have a separate life. It's okay to love yourself and hang out with friends and have alone time. And remembering to do that is really, really important. And when you get together at such a young age, no one really teaches you that that's a really important part of having a relationship. Yeah. And when you're friendships, yeah. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, yeah. for sure. It's in all relationships, you know. Right. If you're taking care of yourself, if you're loving yourself, if you're being the best you can be, it's only going to make you better for all the relationships in your life. A better parent, a better yeah. partner, a better friend, all of those type of things. Yeah, I agree. I, I totally agree. Yeah, and sometimes it's hard because when you're in a relationship, like you're giving, um, you're giving your all, you're giving your all, and then like you forget you know, who you are in the process and then not being able to be your individual self. So it kind of like, like you said, you grew, you basically grew up together in a way 
and that's how your relationship came to about and then you got married and it was just like you guys went from kids to kind of being an adult overnight once the marriage came together and you're just like okay how are we supposed to do this because no one told you that absolutely there's there's no book out there that anybody gives you that says this right. is the way to do it not at all <laughs> Yeah, and I think that sometimes that's where uh, we lack in that because we don't have people teaching us that. You know, our mother or father, family member, friends, yeah, you know, we need to have that somewhat support system. But um, did you have any type of support system at all, like when you got married? You know, I, I did, but we moved to Colorado uh, before we were married and okay. I didn't have any family here. I didn't have wow. any friends okay. here. I'm pretty introverted. And so I'm not someone who just can make friends very quickly. And so okay. I didn't have a huge support network here and it was just him, which is another reason why we just relied on each other so much. Okay. Okay. Wow. So can you discuss the emotions that you got, that you were going through when, you know, the divorce came about and then you had to, figure out life without him and yeah. you're in Colorado by yourself. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, there was um, the, the grieving process, you know, that is real, very real and it's very important to go through all of those stages. It's necessary when you have any type of loss in your life. Um, but I kind of got stuck in that depression stage. I got stuck there. Um, I definitely had suicidal thoughts. I had struggled with that from the time I was a teenager. And so I was thinking, you know, I just really don't know how to do this. So I noticed I was getting stuck there and I was having a very, very negative mindset on, I'm never going to be happy again. I didn't know how to do that. And um, I had a, a pretty intense reality check. Um, I was uh, really depressed one evening. I was drinking too much wine and I decided to take a bath and I actually passed out in the bathtub. Um, when I woke up, I realized that something needed to change. That was my aha moment at that point that I knew I needed to start doing something different or I might not be here anymore. And so that's when my mindset shift really started happening. That's good. That's real deep. Do you think, do you believe if it didn't go to the extreme of you passing out in the tub that that would have been your aha moment. I, I would probably veer to say that, um, I, I really might not be here. And I, and I think that I hate that it had to come to that, but I was in a very, very, very dark place. I, was having people trying to support me during that time. And I look back now and I realize that I was pushing them away. Mm -hmm. Having a support network when you're going through something so traumatizing in your life, really any challenging transition, having mm -hmm. a support network is so important. Even if it's somebody who's just you know, checking in on you and sending you a text message, but mm -hmm. I realized I was pushing people away. And at that moment, I started to allow people to come back in to help me in my healing process. That's amazing. And um, I want to go back to when your ha-ha moment. How how did, uh, once you decided to change, transition your mindset, how did that go about? How did that, how did the steps um, come about um, in order for you to get your peace and becoming stronger? Mm -hmm. Well, 
the separation happened prior to the divorce, I was Google crazy with trying to Google everything about divorce and how to get over a divorce. And I was reading every self-help out there. I was looking for the manual. <laughs> yes, I was looking for the manual. I wanted someone to fix me. I wanted there to be something that someone handed me that said, this is how you do it. This is how you're going to get over it. And when I had that kind of aha moment, um, from the bathtub, it was, I realized that all of these things really were helping me, but I could pick and choose different things that were working for me. I, it didn't have to be just one book. And so that's when I started studying neuro-linguistic programming, which is that mindset shift on how I was going to change my mindset to be more positive. Mm, okay. That's real good. So yeah. can you, uh, give, uh, all right. Give some tips to help women uh, with unexpected roadblocks or detours, whether it's divorce, whether it's job loss, whether it's um, the loss of financial circumstances. How do how do we get past that detour? That's a great question. And I can even also relate to the job loss as well. So I didn't mention that before, but um, not long after my divorce, I lost my job of 13 years. Very unexpectedly, um, there was a lot of uh, transition in my organization and I was basically let go. And it was the only like uh, constant I had in my life at that time. And so to experience that. <laughs> <laughs> so to have that on top of a divorce, um, it kind of set me back again. But I realized because I had already started practicing this mindset shift that I was able to kind of move through that, you know, challenging transition that I was facing quicker. And I think that the okay. tips that I would provide anybody you know, going through, whether it's a divorce or a job loss or, you know, changing your finances or really anything. The first one is embracing change. And that's really, really hard. And it takes practice. But the reality is that the world is constantly changing. Your life is constantly changing. And we're adverse to that as humans. You know, we just we, we push back on change. It's yeah. hard for us. We get comfortable. Yeah. Um, and learning how to embrace change takes practice. But I would say that that would be the first tip. Okay. I would say that the second is impermanence. So Good things happen, bad things happen in our life, and nothing is always going to stay the same. So when you have a good moment in your life and life's going great, remember to enjoy that because I don't want to be a downer, but things change. You know, something's going to happen in life. But yep. when things do happen and it's bad, it's not going to always stay that way. So learning how to embrace impermanence is another thing that I've learned that has really helped me bring, bring me into that present moment of um, appreciating the present when you're, you know, life is beautiful and you have a beautiful day or there's a rainbow, like appreciating that and just um, kind of being in the present moment is so important because something's going to change in life. And again, not trying to be a Debbie Downer, but good things happen, bad things happen. And knowing that nothing's ever going to stay that way, I think yeah. kind of helps us. I think you brought up a great point because who would have ever known that COVID was going to hit us. Mm -hmm. and it was a privilege to go outside. <laughs> I can't go outside. I got to work from home. And it's like, now it's like people are hashtagging outside because we're appreciating the moments of just being able to get fresh air. Yes, yeah, I can agree. I can, I can agree because 
I mean, everyone everyone was going through it. Like, not only you, people lost a lot of jobs. Mentally, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, you know, unfortunately, I was a essential worker, so I had to work through that. And it was it was hard on everyone. You couldn't see it. Everyone was, it was a, a lot, especially like when you said with depression, everyone was like a lot of depressed. Uh, depression was up, you know, suicide, domestic violence. With COVID nineteen, it 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 was it has been a rough year for a lot of people. But Absolutely. You know, yeah, and but well, you know, people were. Sorry. <laughs> I was interrupting. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, no, you're fine. <laughs> During the holidays, I remember last year, um, you know, around Thanksgiving and Christmas, people were missing their families so much, mm-hmm. and it made them. I think I, I saw all these posts on Instagram and Facebook of people saying how they're going to cherish those moments even yes, more. And yes. that's, that's what I mean by that. You know, impermanence is that, you know, enjoy those, those my- moments when they're good because, you know, COVID other things can happen in life. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I love that. That was good. The yeah. last tip is self-care. And mm-hmm. that one is sounds so easy, but really I have heard so many times from my clients or just other people out and about in the world that I just don't have time for self-care. And self-care is different for everybody. So mm-hmm. some people might think that's going and getting a massage and a pedicure, which is great. I love those things as well. But self-care when you're going through a really hard time in your life can mean getting out of bed and taking a shower. It can be those simple things about taking care of yourself. And so really figuring out what self-care is for you in trying to make sure that you're doing that every day every day. Um, something little for yourself every day is really important, especially during those stressful times. That's good. Yeah, I totally agree with that. You know, I, I also want to go back to where, you know, from your divorce um, on how can can you um, give us like any tips on a recipe or on and what self-love and self-improvement I would say that we need to stop comparing ourselves. We need to stop comparing everything, a journey that you're going through. I mean, this is your individual journey in life. And so social media has made that really challenging, I think, because we're constantly comparing um, someone who has a better job than us. They drive a nicer car. They are thinner than we are. Their life looks better. But that's people's highlight reels. You know, Mm -hmm. I also I knew um, a couple people that I followed on Instagram that were going through divorces the same time I was. And I kept comparing my life to theirs like, oh, they got through it so much faster. They're already on the other side and they're doing great. This is your journey. This is your life. We have to stop comparing ourselves to other people. I agree. And I think it well, this is this is just my opinion, but I feel as though it, it, it starts in school because, you know, I remember when I was in elementary, they're like, well, what do you want to be when you grow up? And it's like, honestly, now that I look at it, it's like, I don't know. I don't know what I like. I don't know what my hobbies are. I mean, I could say I want to be a lawyer, but realistically, I don't know the path that the future holds for me. Right. And I didn't even know when I started college. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like. I think we just have to 
be content with who we are and learn ourselves and not look at what everyone else is doing because you're going to be swayed in different ways where it's just like, well, I don't even like this, even though it's good money. It's like, and it works for her. It, it may not work for you. That's yep. so true. I think you made a good yeah. point with that. That's, that's awesome. Yeah, I agree. Definitely. I was constantly comparing my struggles to other people when I was going through that. And I've done that my entire life. I mean, I've struggled with, you know, my weight my entire life. And then I'm a runner too. And I always felt like I wasn't fast enough. And, you know, I just, I had, I learned during this, this divorce journey really. And my job loss journey was embracing who I am and not comparing. And I think it's great to always have goals and want to improve upon yourself and be the best version of yourself. But that doesn't mean because you're trying to become somebody else. That's good. Now, during your process of the divorce and the lost job, did you ever feel a part where you were beating yourself up like this is all happening because I'm doing something wrong? Yes. How did you change your mindset in regards to even though the actions occurred to you, how did you change your mindset to be like things happen? I got to still move forward. I definitely did look at myself as a victim. I thought everything was happening to me and, you know, like pity party for one. Yeah, really, it was that's how I was. And it was that mindset shifting, being able to shift that mindset, but it takes work. And so when someone yeah. says shifting your mindset, that sounds great, but it's not like you can just look in the mirror and say, I'm so kind and I'm going to have a great day. No. I mean, it doesn't just happen no. like that. I mean, no. It takes work. It's just like going to the gym. Yeah. If you want right. to go, you know, if you want to have a great body, you can't go to the gym one time and expect that you're going to have a great body. So the same right. thing yep. with your mind, you have to change your mindset and you have, it's, it's working on that daily. It's daily practice on shifting mm -hmm. that mindset, or if you're going to stay in that negative mindset. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I could flip a switch and make my body the way I want it. <laughs> 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 but I agree. It's all about consistency. It, <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah. yeah. Um, can you speak on your business and how you and how you help others? Absolutely. So when I lost my job, it was really a time for me to reset and figure out what am I going to do? What is going to make me happy? I could have gone back doing what I had been doing. I'd been in the nonprofit industry for about 19 years okay. and I was divorced now. So I was really scared about finances and um, I was going to go back into that. But when I thought about, you know, was that making me really happy? I really took some time to think about what I wanted to do. And uh, with my degree in psychology, I'd always wanted to help people. And when I was going through the divorce, like when I was really in the thick of everything, I wish I would have had some of the resources that I decide now to offer to women. I really believe that I'm a product of my product. I have gone through divorce. I've gone through the job loss. I've gone through a lot of other really challenging things. And I want to be able to help women the way that I felt like I didn't have that when I was going through some of those things. And that's where coaching came in. And I wanted to be able to help one-on-one. -on -one. I, I do a free weekly blog. That's also just, you know, if someone doesn't want to work with me, but they want to be inspired or um, read some of my self-help blogs, 
they can find all of that on my website as well. So I do one-on-one -on -one coaching, but I also do group coaching and I offer a free webinar that it's an hour long and you can learn some of these mind, um, mind shifts um, in my webinar. So uh, if you're interested in how I go about that and what neurolinguistic programming is, I talk about that in my free webinar. Mm. That's awesome. And do you just focus on transitions with uh, women or do you help through the process of people that are in marriages or in relationships? Do you do coaching for that as well or just the, the transition in regards to bouncing back from um, a tragic situation? It's really um, any challenging transition that someone's trying to navigate. So it doesn't have to be a divorce per se or a job loss per se. Um, I have had some clients that they're just struggling with a job change and they're not quite sure what they want to do there. And so just challenging transitions in life. Sometimes it's nice to have a coach help you set what those goals are. What are your goals moving forward? And then how are we going to navigate that? And they assist you while you are kind of creating what works for you. And that's what I do with my clients. I love that. So you're kind of like the mother that's like, okay, now we're going to get everything you need for the foundation. And then I'm just going to let you go. <laughs> Absolutely. I help them pick all of the ingredients and then they get to cook the meal. So that's yeah. Awesome. Okay. I like that. <laughs> Is there anything that you would like to share or express that we didn't talk about in regards to bouncing back from transitions or any tragic situations that people may have occurred, whether it's now, whether it's with relationships, whether it's with friends, family, um, is there anything that you would like to cover that we didn't uh, talk about already? I think something that I learned going through everything that I've gone through is learning to love yourself. It sounds very easy. People think you can, you know, oh, I'll practice self-care. Learning to love yourself, taking time for yourself and being kind to yourself. I learned this um, probably about two years ago about writing yourself a love letter. And I know it sounds kind of silly, but it even can be an email or you can text yourself, which I still do sometimes, is just tell yourself some of the great things about yourself. Remind yourself that you're awesome. Point out those good things. We're so hard on ourselves. We beat ourselves up all the time. Take some time to talk about the things that you love about yourself to yourself. And I have a blog about that too, just learning how to love yourself and, and focusing on yourself. I think that is so important because as I mentioned earlier in this podcast was that we need to remember that we're going to be better in all of our relationships if we're loving ourselves, if we're taking, yeah. taking care of ourselves. And I think that's really, really key. Yeah. Wow. I like that. I like that. Also, um, where can we find you? Um, where can we find your websites? Um, and I mean, wherever you are. <laughs> yes. Um, the best way to find me is if you visit my website, which is goodthingsaregonnacome.com. Uh, all my social media you can find on my website. I'm on, I'm on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and Pinterest. But you can find all of those links if you just visit my web website, goodthingsaregonnacome.com. That's amazing. Thank you so much, Jasmine, for all uh, your information that you provided today, as well as giving us your testimony and opening up with us today in regards to uh, your divorce and, you know, having a job for 13 years and then just um, losing it. So we appreciate you being uh, genuine today with us. But there is one question that we ask all of our guest speakers, and that is what makes you uncommon? 
I thought about this. I knew you were going to ask me that question. <laughs> and honestly, I think what makes me uncommon is because I am a product of my product. I've been in the thick of it. I feel like I can get women who are going through these things a little bit better. I think that someone who's actually gone through it can can tie in and tune into those people a little bit more. So I mean, yeah. I'm I'm a product of my product. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. And I feel as though like that. Who who else to get advice from? if someone that actually experienced it. Yeah. So I think that you brought up an amazing point in regards to what makes you uncommon because your testimony is what's helped you help others and it's helping you prosper now in life. And I, I love that. Uh, yeah. Thank you viewers for actually tuning in today with us with Uncommon Women. I hope you enjoyed Jasmine. Uh, be sure to like, share and subscribe to our YouTube channel. And if anyone out there has any questions or concerns or any topics that they want us to discuss on uh, Uncommon Women Podcast, you can email us at uncommonwomenpodcast at gmail.com. Be sure to also check out our website, which is uncommonwomen.net, where we have our self-love apparel because we're all about self-love. We want everyone to walk into their uniqueness and not look like anybody else. So be sure to check out our website. And if you are a guest speaker that wants to join Uncommon Women, you can also check out our website as well um, and be a potential guest speaker for next season because we are fully booked for this season. Yes. And <laughs> last but not least, uh, next week, we actually have an amazing guest speaker that's going to be coming on uh, next Thursday, July 15th at 6 p.m. She'll actually be speaking on how she helps women um, with anxiety and depression. So you do not want to miss that. We touched a little bit about it today, and we're going to hit you with some cool gems next week at 6 p.m. Thursday, July 15th. Thank you, viewers, and be sure to stay uncommon. Bye. Bye.